0: Welcome to Lighthouse Faith Podcast, where we are moving forward in truth and love. I'm Lauren Green, Chief Religion Correspondent for Fox News Channel and author of the book Lighthouse Faith. As you can see, we're still at the National Religious Broadcasting Convention in NRB in Orlando, Florida, which is why you hear a lot of ambient sound around here, um, introducing a lot of um, Lighthouse um, listeners to a lot of people you might not have known. Um, So this next interview is very interesting because... Israel just celebrated its 75th anniversary, but it has been a bittersweet in the face of thousands of terror attacks. death toll continues to rise. but one of the things that we don't always think about during these terror attacks that we hear on the news is the effects on the children. And David Rubin is the former mayor of Shiloh, Israel. Okay, now Shiloh is spelled like Shiloh. So if you, if you hear me say Shiloh, it's spelled like Shiloh, um, but it, Shilo is the Hebrew pronunciation, right?
1: Yes, that is the original first capital of Israel. Uh, we called yes, we called it uh, Shilo by the Hebrew pronunciation. Uh, it could also call it
0: Shiloh. Okay, all right. But there, um, that was the voice of David Rubin. Um, he, was, he he had, uh, suffered an attack by Islamic terrorists. His car was showered with bullets. His three-year-old son was in the car. seat in the car. He was also shot. Um, The bullet missed his brain stem by one millimeter. The surgeries and physical therapy, you know, they were healing his body. But his mind? He suffered from extreme PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder, and it was clear that healing of his soul and his mind would take much longer. And that's why his father started Shiloh Israel Children's Fund. It's designed to, quote, support therapeutic educational and recreational projects for children in the biblical heartland of Israel. And David Rubin joins me now. Welcome.
1: Well, thank you. That was a long welcome. Thank you very much.
0: (laughs) I wanted to set this up because it's very important. We work in news. I work in news. We hear of the attacks in Israel all the time, and we have almost kind of yawning at it in a sense. But... Tell me about the attack that day, because this is not just another terror attack for you. I mean, this is personal. What happened on that day? And what, when did it happen?
1: Well, this was about 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. I was driving back from Jerusalem after a day outing with my three-year-old son, sitting behind me in the toddler seat. We're about halfway home, driving up on the, uh, the dark, at that time, dark country road known as the road of the patriarchs Mm -hmm. because that was the main north-south mountainous road that would go up from jerusalem to shiloh and halfway home the car was ambushed by palestinian terrorists who were on the side of the road with ak-47 assault rifles shooting at the car car went completely dead when the bullets hit i could not get it to start And I I felt a bullet crash into my left leg. Blood was flying all over the place. And then I turned around to my son, who had gone silent behind me, and I I asked him if he was okay, and he looked like he was in in shock. He looked like he was trying to scream, trying to cry. No sounds were coming out. I figured, okay, he's just in shock. Let me get away from the terrorists. So I tried again, turning the ignition over and over, three times, four times, the car wasn't starting mm. I, I figured i flooded it there's no way that the car's going to start but then i tried one more time and the car started as if it had never had a problem starting before i wow. hit the gas i drove 110 miles an hour to get up the road to the next community where i hoped i could get an ambulance indeed an ambulance was there and and they they came to the car and they pulled my son out, and that's when they discovered that he had been shot in the head, that a bullet had gone into his head where the skull meets with the neck, causing a skull fracture and internal bleeding in the cerebellum. Oh, my goodness. And, uh, yes, they uh, they got us to the hospital, and they got to work on us, and it was a long process after that. Uh, but, uh, but it was also a process of miracles.
0: Yeah. I uh, mean, the fact that a millimeter, I mean, a millimeter is very 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 small
1: that's right that's right and uh in addition to that so the 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 bullet that i that wounded me was in my left leg not my right leg so Mm -hmm. that enabled me to drive my car to get to that ambulance and of course i was in the hospital i'm laying in my hospital bed on the fifth day in the hospital i get a call from the car mechanic and he says uh david i just want you to know we have the car we started ordering parts I said, "Look, I don't care. I don't care about the car. A car is not important anymore. My son's in the intensive care unit."
0: And why would said, you want a car that's been shot up? I mean, it just the memories of it.
1: Well, he said, "We're going to do our best." I said, "Look, I really don't care about the car." He says, "I'm just calling you because I have to ask you a question." There was silence on the other end for a few seconds, and then he said, "Why can't we start that car?" Uh, I and I said, I know I drove that car, I know I drove that car 110 miles an hour after failing to get it to start, and it got me to that ambulance, got us to that ambulance, and now he's telling me that they couldn't get it to start afterwards, they had to have it towed to the car garage in Jerusalem, and he doesn't know why the car can't start. Now, you know, I, I have personal confession to make, okay? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I used to be very skeptical about personal miracle stories. But I'm not a skeptic any longer, yeah. because we were just lifted up on God's wings to get us to that ambulance. And, yeah. and I knew after going through that, that something greater was happening here. That, th- that God was putting a mission in me, I didn't know what it was at first. But I started having this vision after seeing my son's trauma, because he... When he came back from the hospital three and a half weeks later he was just walking screaming in the middle of the night. And one day uh, I was still at home on disability and and he was playing in this big toy car and he picked up one of his sister's dolls and he said, this is the the Abba, the father, meaning me. Mm -hmm. He has a hole in his leg which indeed I did, even after plastic surgery. And he said, picked up another doll, and he said, this is a little boy. He was shot in the head. And I just, my, my eyes started filling up with tears because that was the first time that since the attack that he had expressed anything of his trauma. And I realized there is a way to heal trauma in three-year-olds. How, young did he, how did he,
0: how did he, did he exhibit any other signs of trauma, was, you know, crying in the middle of the night? Oh, yeah. Um, what, how did he exhibit signs of trauma?
1: Well, uh, he, he was up walking, screaming in the middle of the night. And I would hobble over to him with my walker, mm-hmm. which I had at that time, and, and he would scream even louder when he saw me.
0: Why, would, why because, would he scream even louder?
1: Well, it's, a very, it's a complicated psychological thing, but mm-hmm. my, my guess is that, is that I reminded him of the terror attack because he was with me mm. when it happened, and I wasn't able to save him from it. You know, fathers want to protect their, their young right. children. Uh, we, you know, we feel that's our role. But I was, I was helpless. I was laying there in a stretcher.
0: That's got to be a level of trauma for a child, when, because as children, you always feel like your parents can protect you from anything. And you know, when you know the thunderstorms in the middle of the night, you go into your parents' room, and it's going to be okay. So when that security is destroyed, really, essentially, what does that do to a child?
1: Well, it creates trauma. It creates PTSD.
0: How did you did, know? And, how did you know that you needed to do something beyond, you know, what you could offer your son?
1: Well, after we saw what he was going through, and we saw how hard it was to find the proper treatment for him, mm-hmm. that's when I saw the need. Yeah, you know, and and I spoke to some of uh, some of the parents uh, of his friends who had lost siblings in terror attacks. And I I soon came to understand that for such a time as we are living through in Israel, education isn't enough, even faith-based education isn't enough. Mm -hmm. It has to be blended with therapy. Mm -hmm. So so I had this vision of blending, somehow blending therapy with education, with a faith-based education, and creating something, some vehicle, that could help the children, and that eventually became the Shiloh Israel Children's Fund, which has as its main purpose to heal the trauma of the terror victim children and to restore some of the lost innocence to their lives and help them to understand what happened to them.
2: This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you'd do if you had an extra hour in your day? Go for a run, take a nap, read a book, show up for a friend? A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you, so you can do more of it therapy is helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com lighthouse today to get 10% off your first month. That's Better help, H-E-L-P dot com slash lighthouse, betterhelp.com slash lighthouse.
0: You know, I've seen some of the videos of the children being helped um, on the the Shiloh Israel Fund website and I encourage people to go to the website and actually look at some of those uh, some of those um, videos of the young children and they are smiling and you can tell the activities are different for them than for normal other children who are not dealing with trauma um but it's very subtle
1: that's right most of the children do not even realize that they're receiving therapy that's the whole point Mm -hmm. uh some of them need a very strict formal therapy Mm -hmm. uh, where they're treated one-to-one or in group therapy but most of the children just think they're going to school and that, that's what's really cool about it, is that yeah. they, they, they really, they, they feel normal. And, you know, the, the, the formal therapy center, we call Mifkash, which means the meeting place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it, we, don't, it, we don't even put the word therapy in it. So, so the children, when they, when they go there, they say, you know, I'm going to the meeting place. And the other kids say, oh, yeah, I want to go too. You know, it's like a fun <laughs> place to go to. But, but the point is, we, as adults, have responsibility and uh, you know, as one who believes in, in uh, the inheritance of the Jewish people to the land of Israel and the connection with the Almighty. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so I, I came from idealism and I, and I, I came to live in, in, in Israel and to live there in, in Shiloh in the biblical heartland. Uh, the so called West Bank right mm-hmm. uh, so i I came from that passion, uh, but the children are there just because their parents are there so so right. we, we have to help them, we have to help them to get through this and I'm, um, I just love that people around the world, uh, both Jews and Christians, stand with us in what we 're trying to do
0: Tell me about how long the children have to be in that kind of environment do they ever grow out of the trauma or is it just it's kind of incorporated into who they are but they can deal with it
1: well that that's the beauty of it that that we have it blended the formal therapy center and the informal therapy stations like the the petting zoo and and the musical playground and studio and uh, the, the art therapy the music therapy the sports therapy uh, multi-sensory safe room therapy uh, the horseback riding therapy all, all of this is blended together into one central program and everyone works together on it and we have meetings and consultations and, but the children think they're just going to school <laughs> and, uh, and they think that that's normal and you know we we received a, a re, um, received an award uh, from uh, from the Israeli Ministry of Education, and they they came for for a meeting with us before presenting the award when they were first checking out which schools and you know, mm-hmm. who they're going to give a, an award to as uh, the best school, and and the head of the committee said, what's going on here? You know, she she said, "I was I thought I was just going to see another school. I have come here and there's this huge petting zoo right in the center of the campus, <laughs> and I had to explain to her what what it's all about. It's a blending of therapy and education, and, and it works."
0: How many children do you have there, and what are their ages?
1: At any given time, we we have between two and three thousand children. Uh, there so thousands of children literally have have benefited from our services over the past 15 years.
0: What it also tells is that thousands of children are affected by terror.
1: Oh, absolutely. absolutely. Look, not everyone has been victimized in a terror attack, as we have. Uh, But every child, almost every child uh, in this region of Samaria, you know, it's together with Judea, comprises what much of the world calls the West Bank. Uh, All the Jewish communities there. The children have suffered from terrorism. Uh, So whether it's uh, uh, being wounded yourself, or having a family member being killed or wounded, or having an extended family member killed or wounded, or a teacher, or a neighbor, or a friend, everyone knows somebody. Uh, who has been killed or wounded in a terrorist attack. And when you have that, that degree of, of trauma, so, so it, it, it becomes a very high degree of PTSD and, that, and needs to be treated, needs to be taken care of.
0: How old is your son today?
1: Uh, well, thank God he, he just turned 24. And, wow. and he had a full physical recovery. I can't say honestly... Uh, that the emotional recovery has been total. He's, he's still struggling in, in some ways, um, but uh, it's everything's a process. And uh, but what what I've learned from it is that, uh, you know, and I've seen from my other uh, children who've also suffered from it. Right. Uh, but a couple of them went into treatment for it, and at that point. No, we revealed it a few years later and and they went into treatment. We already had our programs by then. But if it's dealt with right away, that's the best way. Because if we don't deal with it within a reasonable amount of time, then it gets buried inside, trauma goes inside. And as much as they try, as much as children subconsciously try to keep it inside, it's going to burst forth at some point whether it's aggression or, or panic attacks or, or fears of going out on the roads or fears of the parents going out on the road because they might get shot. Uh, that, so it's, it's a very real trauma, but we have very real ways of dealing with it. And the, there are some children who are in formal treatment for a year, two years, sometimes more, sometimes less. It depends on every individual case.
0: And how can people help?
1: Well, the best way to help is to go to the website, I would say, mm-hmm. which is Shiloh, it's spelled S-H-I-L-O-H,
0: mm-hmm.
1: IsraelChildren.org. Shiloisraelchildren.org.
0: All right. I want to thank you so much, David Rubin, from the Shiloh Israel Fund. Um, a lot of great information and a lot of eyes-opening about the trauma-affected uh, that, that children are affected by in uh, from terrorist attacks. Thank you so much.
1: You're welcome. Thank, thank you, you for, Lord.
0: Thank you for being a Lighthouse Faith podcast. Thank you. Listen ad-free with a Fox News Podcast Plus subscription on Apple Podcasts. Amazon Prime members can listen ad-free on the Amazon Music app or just hit the follow button on your favorite podcast player. And thank you all for listening to the Lighthouse Faith Podcast. I'm Lauren Green. Have a blessed day.
1: Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.